Partisan politics is one of the most central and problematic features of American politics in this day and age. Democrats and Republicans alike have become less focused on external cooperation and more focused on internal unification. We see this behavior all around us in our everyday lives, as it is a constant theme in the news and social media that we interact with on a daily basis. That's my one thing that I need. It's you. I'm not even remotely Italian. Okay. Unfortunately, there is no single cause for this drastic split between the two parties. The genesis of partisan politics is thought to have occurred with a series of events that started in the 1960s after the end of the war in Vietnam. Upset with the outcome of the war, Barry Goldwater led a campaign that called for a more conservative Republican Party agenda. While he did lose a presidency by a solid margin, Goldwater established a conservative base in the southern states that he did win. This was solidified by the Supreme Court's decision of Roe v. Wade as the pro-life movement galvanized the Republican Party's most devoted voters. With the emergence of Reaganomics and increased tensions with the USSR, Republicans now had a defined economic and foreign policy. As technology improved in the 1980s and travel became easier, a swath of senior citizens migrated to the warm South and a large amount of minorities and liberals moved to a socially accepting West, creating the ideological strongholds that we see in states such as California and Mississippi. Coupled with an increased viewing of partisan news sources, the rise of social media, and some redistricting... Why can't I say that? Am I saying it right? Are you saying it right? Yeah. Oh. That sounds good. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Okay. Coupled with an increased viewing of partisan news sources, the rise of social media, and some redistricting that packaged ideologically similar people together, we see the polarization that we have today. <laughs> with an evolution in the media environment, the way parties can interact with voters and the other party has changed drastically. <laughs> okay. Newt Gingrich and Dick Cheney. <laughs> Newt. Newt Gingrich and Dick Cheney worked together on C-SPAN televised events to create an animosity towards the Democratic majority. By making caustic accusations towards the Democratic Party, they were able to get ample news time, which allowed them to forward their political agenda. This new tool then became a standard for both parties to try and convince their voter base the other party is fundamentally wrong. The effect of negativity being spread through the media is amplified by research that found that partisan voters increasingly self-select into news outlets that confirm their basic partisan and ideological biases. By only hearing biased news sources that say what they want to hear, Democrats and Republicans alike rarely stray from their ideologies and are committed to their party's ideology. The toxic media environment not only creates polarizing problems for the voters, but also polarized elected officials. They have less space to deviate from their party's platform publicly because they run the risk of being called out by party activists. On the other hand, extremists for either party will always have a medium in which they can push their beliefs about partisan issues to a dedicated portion of media consumers, polarizing the public even further. So, how polarized are we as a country and why does it matter? According to Pew Research Center, in each party, the share of people with a highly negative view of the opposing party has more than doubled since 1994. Most of these intense partisans believe that the opposing party's policies are, quote, so misguided that they threaten the nation's well-being, end quote. In addition to a general mistrust between each party, there's also a large ideological shift that continues to grow. Ideological overlap between the two parties has diminished. Today, 92% of Republicans are to the right of the median Democrat, and 94% of Democrats are to the left of the median Republican. This means that your average Democrat or Republican will hold consistently liberal or conservative views, and there are few who lie somewhere in the middle of the spectrum, where they hold both liberal and conservative views. 
So how does this phenomenon of growing hostility between both parties affect our nation? Any governmental system requires cooperation between opposing views so that they can pass necessary legislation in the interest of those who voted them into office and in turn restore faith that the government actually works. However, this is not what we see in the United States Congress. Instead, we see members act in their party's interest, or even in their own self-interest, using cutthroat tactics to get what they want at the expense of the other party or against the needs of citizens. Either party may gain something when they employ such tactics. However, this puts a massive hold on any bills or regulations that are trying to be passed at the time, setting back the decision-making process by weeks or even months for the sole purpose of claiming a victory for the party. As conflicts between the parties continue, faith in the government drops, causing whatever party that has a minority in the government to garner a greater amount of support. Passing legislation in the U.S. is already a slow and tedious process, and polarization only makes it worse. To overcome this challenge, citizens and policymakers alike need to understand that ideological differences aren't reasons to distrust one another. Next week, we shall discuss what each party actually believes, and how understanding these simple differences can help us start effective dialogue to try and combat this polarization epidemic. Wait, I have to burp. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know I get a lot of raisins. <laughs> <laughs>